0: Welcome to Your 7th Sense, a show for mission-driven entrepreneurs to evolve into unstoppable, intuitive leaders. Listen to Terry and her guests as they share stories of being powered by angels and intuition to achieve their success. Now, let's unlock the power in you with your host, Terry Wildeman.
1: Welcome everyone to this episode of Your 7th Sense. I'm Terry Wildeman, your host, and I am a speaker, author, coach, and the best-selling author of the book, The Enchanted Boardroom. And I work with mission-driven entrepreneurs to assist them to become the best that they can possibly be and work on all cylinders. We bring together the practical, the tactical, the logical, the inspirational, the spiritual, and the energetic so that they work together in a very, very powerful, powerful place of knowing and insight. Today's guest is someone who really knows and understands intuition, and I'm very proud to have him on board with us today because this is a man who he had to put up with me for about four days, driving back and forth to San Diego, <laughs> San Diego for a conference that we had, and we had the absolute best time. It was one of the most meaningful conferences that I have ever attended, actually, and it's really because of this amazing man, Angel Rivo. Welcome to the show, Angel.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me and for these beautiful words that you just said.
1: Oh, hey, we had a great time. So what I'd love to do is share with our audience a little bit about who you are and the special things that you do in the world. Angel Rivo is known as the CEO confidant. Isn't that brilliant? The CEO confidant. He's an international TV show, host, public speaker, CEO, consultant, and philanthropist. He has established entrepreneurs and corporate CEOs hire Angel to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure. His last 19 in his last 19 years, Angel has helped more than 1,500 CEOs in 30. Three different countries. That's quite extraordinary. He was born near Barcelona, and he lived in eight countries and speaks five languages. Angel is now based in Texas, and in early 2017, he launched his international foundation, Wisdom for Kids, and he has helped hundreds of underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using their local resources. And as an entrepreneur myself of 40 years I thank you, Angel, so much from the bottom of my heart for the work that you're doing for children because I believe that our economy and our society is built on the businesses that we have today. So can you share with us how intuition has led the charge for you in all of these amazing things that you have done?
0: The reality is that since very early in my life, I didn't know I was using intuition. That's the reality. You know, um, while living in a small town outside Barcelona, my parents would give me very humble parents, very humble origins, would give me the possibility to learn French and to learn English, like expecting that I was going to do something internationally. You know, I decided to move out of Spain, out of intuition. I decided to move from Europe to the to the Americas, out of intuition. I decided to... <laughs> to actually leave my corporate world out of intuition. So, um, but I didn't know what it was. It was just something that I was following. I'm I'm, I'm supposed to be a very thoughtful guy, you know, that follows his mind a lot. But in reality, I realized I wasn't doing it. And the most important decisive moments in my life have been driven by far by intuition.
1: Wow. So now how does
0: intuition come to you? It's just, I mean... The same way that we tend not to listen to anybody who is around us, and we just try to be reactive and think of what we have to say next. The same way we don't listen to what ha- what comes to our mind. You know, we just have to always be reacting. So, if we are passive enough, if we are not that reactive, I mean, just wait and listen to what happens and what comes to our mind. There's a lot of things coming to our mind, and I have a lot of stories. I would like to share a story, if it's okay with you. Of course. In please. which my intuition told me something really, really bad is going to, to happen to me in my business. I was in San Diego. I was in a, in a multinational, an international conference, and some of my business, one of my business partners from a Latin American country came to that convention with the mission of talking to my boss and having me out out Um, of all that geographic area, okay? So for someone in the sales world, they will understand me very well. So I was going to have... That's devastating. Exactly. I don't have access to that business anymore. But uh, I mean, that I know now, right? But but I had that feeling because I knew that guy. I had that feeling. And that feeling was coming to me consistently like for 24 hours, that feeling, that feeling, that's going to happen. I had not spoken with anybody. I didn't pay attention to that feeling. At the last day of the convention, I will never forget it, my boss and the boss of my boss came to me and said, Angel, you are out of that area. You just lost 40% of your business. Um, the funny story is, believe it or not, the following, that very same year was the year in which I hit President's Club. So I hit, not only hit, but I... Overachieved my quota and I was the number one salesperson in the entire Americas. So isn't it amazing? I mean, so
1: with that company when you hit President's Club or were no, you-
0: no, I, I, that's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> maybe I should have, maybe I should have exactly look for another job. I didn't. I, I waited, I waited two, two more years, three more years because I then received. And like an spiritual, I had a spiritual experience again, like an intense moment of intuition, in which I received the mission of creating wisdom for kids and then going to Latin America to help them.
1: Okay, so I want to be clear. Yeah. All all this happened with the same company. All happened with the same
0: company. Okay, so you didn't leave the company. No, I left the company three years later.
1: Okay, so that wisdom that you lost. Uh, so first of all, what I want to ask is when you get these intuitive hits, do you see images? Do you hear words? Do you feel it in your body or do you just know? I know. Okay. I, I just know. All right. So you're claircognizant. That's what we call claircognizant because people okay. who see images are clairvoyant. People who hear are clairaudient. People who are clairsensit and feel and people who are claircognizant all right. just know. So you just knew. And in many ways, that was a blessing. From what I'm hearing.
0: But I have to tell you also that I have learned to trust my intuition the hard way. Continuously, there's thoughts that come to me that way. And I said, why am I thinking this now? It's not related to anything that happened to me before that's going to happen to me in the future. Why do I have? And when I don't pay attention to those thoughts or those yeah,
1: it's insights, it's... yeah,
0: insights, eventually happens. Yeah. So, you know, I, ha- I have learned that hard, I mean, if it's a bad thing and I don't take ownership of that situation, it eventually happens. So I- I've learned to take action.
1: <laughs> so I have, powerful, so I have a, a very powerful question for you here. Thank you. There are a lot of us who are fearful of stepping out of the angel closet. Angel closet <laughs> we are petrified of stepping out of the fear closet we 're petrified of stepping out of the uh, intuition closet because when we talk about it we 're really concerned of our perception from other people. How are other people going to perceive this? Are they going to think that we 're serious that we 're not serious? whatever How often do you even talk about intuition, and how often do you bring it up in conversation? Or obviously, in action, you definitely take action. But how often do, does it even become part of your language?
0: Um, there's there's an expression I use all the time with the CEOs I work with, I consult for, and that has everything to see with intuition. And that expression is "take imperfect action today." Yes. Take imperfect action today. So you know we tend to be say that one more time because there's say, a few in my world who need to hear that message okay take imperfect action today don't overthink stuff whatever comes to your mind today whatever that idea is try it try it today try now do it now what's the worst thing that can happen if you take that action today what's the worst thing that people will laugh at you that you will be embarrassed that you will make a mistake or maybe you are successful. And maybe you meet someone that's going to represent someone really important in your life in the future or in your business. So again, imperfect action. I mean, I used to be a perfectionist. Oh my God. Oh, it's so tough. You cannot do anything unless you've done 20 things before. So, you know, I mean, I'm sorry about, I mean, I'm going to be really uh, like controversial here, but you know, these people that say, okay, set a goal and then prepare for the goal, sit down and, 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 you know, describe, write down a list of or everything that you have to do to reach that goal. No way. I'm sorry, guys. No way. Why don't you just-
1: By the the way, Angel, I agree with you. (laughs) And, and, And here's what I do, especially when I'm doing an event or workshop or something like that, I plan it to a T, but then what I say is, okay, it's all planned out, here's the container, now we step back and allow spirit to come in and take us where we need to go. And because never ever ever has any project, any workshop, any event that I have ever run in all of my years gone 100% perfect. If anything, the detours have made it better. But you need to allow it to happen.
0: Exactly. So I'm with you. Exactly. And we're not allowed. As you know, we're we are the masters of resistance. We are the masters of resistance. You know, everything that comes to us. I mean, just picture this. Imagine you, you and I both went back to the corporate world. Imagine first day of work. We go to the coffee machine. You are introduced to some people. What's the first thing they're going to, they're going to do? They're going to start judging you. Mm-hmm. Your makeup, your dress, the right. way you talk, your accent, everything, the position. Oh, this guy got the position that nobody wanted or this guy got that position that it was too, so difficult. They gave it to someone coming from outside, whatever that is. <laughs> so, yeah. oh my God, why wasting so much energy on that? I mean, why?
1: But it's true, why, why waste energy? And, and it's a shame, but, but here's what I will say though, I, and I'm so thrilled that you work with CEOs with this, and this is why I love working with leaders. All of that does trickle down from the values of the leader, from the fat values of the people who are at the helm. And when the, that's one of the biggest reasons why I wrote my book, The Enchanted Boardroom. You and I have talked about this at length. I wrote this to help leaders understand that what, what is important because you've got the task, but who creates the task, your people. And it's the values that your people have and the feelings that your people have that will make or break how the task is done, which therefore then filters down to the, to the client. So, when I hear what you're saying, you are so, so well. So if the leaders are judging, if the leaders are constantly doing what you're talking about at the water cooler, because they do, you know, that drill. Okay. Guess what? Everybody else is going to be also. So our leaders, it's really important for our leaders to tap into that heart,
0: that heart center. Do you not think that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, make things simple. I remember having a conversation we're talking about the business world, right, and entrepreneurs. I was having a conversation a couple of years ago, three years ago, with the director of the Accelerator of Babson College, which is supposed to be the number one college for entrepreneurs in the country, out, you know, in, in Massachusetts. And she was telling me, today, my students are launching startups with ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Disruptive startups with this amount of money. Why? Because they start lean they start lean, they start lean. I mean, that's unthinkable. A few years ago, you needed several hundreds of thousands of dollars to launch anything.
1: Right, right, right. So my, I I do, it's one thing to start lean. Okay, Angel, it's one thing to start lean. I mean, that's the practical and logical side of it, to start lean. How much of it though, has to do with trust and intuition that what they are doing is what they really are meant to be doing. Because you and I both know, if you don't love the work that you do or believe in the work that you do, you can be starting as lean as you want and 15 grand and all that other good stuff, but eventually they're going to burn out and they're not going to be liking what they're doing and they're going to end up being unhappy. So where do you see these two pieces in that arena of needing to be lean?
0: Well, I mean, they have to be open to possibilities all the time. That's why, again, <laughs> you know. Thank you. It, it, no, please. You know, um, again, it's it's imperfect action. Okay, so picture this, you know, those two, three people get together. They have this wonderful idea. They want to act upon it. They go to the market. They start lean. They just start talking to their clients before even having anything else. They already have a feedback. They start implementing something and delivering their services or products. Let's say they do this. So the more they expose themselves to the people that they're going to serve, to serve, the more they expose themselves, the more they're going to receive the feedback that they need to carry on with their businesses yes. and with their lives. Yes. It's so easy. So trust. What's sure. the, what's what's the role of trust in there? I mean, first they have to trust to each other because we're talking, typically there's many people in the same va- uh, venture, right? So right. they have to trust the process. Yes. They have to trust that the, what they are doing is what they really want to do. Yes. I mean, I've seen so many times just yesterday I was talking, I was doing the intake for a client and she was telling me, you know, I have this course and this course and this course and this course I'm opening. I want to open to a new geographic area. So how do I do it to launch the three courses and the coaching practices that go with that, with them? I said, why three? Start with one. Start to know how the market reacts, how the geography, how the clients react. And you will see the mistakes and the lessons that you'll learn. So again, when you start when you are i mean trust is like a foundation for me it is It is a foundation okay so we all as startup entrepreneurs we we are i mean the foundation is trust we trust each other we trust the process we trust our project we trust the way in which we bring value to society that's one thing and then okay so as soon as we start interacting with the rest of the world around us we have to use intuition how do we use intuition i mean Okay, so we are seeing this, we're listening to this. Why are they saying this? Why is this customer saying, yes, I like that idea of bringing that service to us, but I would rather do it like this way and that way. So again, listen, listen. For me, intuition is triggered by listening. It is. Intuition is triggered by listening. Listening, make steps, make mistakes. Listen, and intuition will speak to you.
1: It will, and it's listening with your eyes, it's listening with your ears, it's listening with your touch, it's listening with your entire being. It's really important to do that. And there's something I'm going to add to what it is you talked about, because you stated, uh, you said a very powerful word, and that is service. When you grow a business with the focus of serving humanity instead of how how much money you're going to make with it. What is the difference there? You've got entrepreneur over here who they're all about the money. Okay. They're going to serve, but it's all about the money. And then you have entrepreneur over here who is all about service and service and service. What are the differences here in terms of really making a difference in humanity?
0: Well, for me, it really doesn't make sense to have a business just for the sake of creating money. That's me. Okay. That's me. It doesn't mean that I don't want to make a lot of money. What I mean is that for me, instead of thinking, how am I going to make the next $10,000? I think, how am I I going to serve my next X amount of clients? That's it. So for me, it's a matter of how do I reach out and help hundreds instead of tens, thousands instead of hundreds, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, Mm millions. That's the question. Yes. If you do that, I mean, Thanks. if you that my experience tells me that if you do that, money will come because you are helping. And let me add something else, which is a little bit tricky. We tend to think, okay, so if I want to be successful, I want to have money, I have to reach out to everybody. Then my service and my product is going to serve everybody. No That's, way. No, Don't make that mistake. No, no, no. You know, it's You're not true. We're talking about that today in another and look, look at that. You know, I mean... <laughs> No no wonder we're talking about intuition today. So, you know, every time you speak, every time you speak in any me, me, media, in any you know, channel, you are attracting someone yes. who feels attracted to you, yes. to the way you are, to the way you speak, to your value proposition, to the way you serve. That's it. That's why it's so important to make imperfect action, to make steps, to expose yourself to all these many people that will eventually become your served community, your clients.
1: Absolutely. So before the show, one of the the things that I do is I pull cards before the show. I do angels. I do my angel cards. I do my angel readings. And I choose which deck intuitively. I'm guided to choose which deck. And I ask you for a number. Well, we pulled the numbers out. And we were cracking up at the numbers. Because when we serve people... The, the what is the underlying emotion when we serve people well it's love exactly and guess what two cards came up cards? <laughs> and card number one was cupid and this isn't just about romantic love by the way i'm going to read what's on the card for the audience um be nice if i have my glasses right <laughs> that's okay <laughs> We send great waves of love into your heart and mind, awakening your love for life itself. Your clear decision to accept and enjoy romance has triggered this reawakening. Allow yourself to spontaneously celebrate love and all of its glorious aspects. And as you and I were talking, this romance, I'm not talking about a relationship. I'm talking about a romance with ourselves, a romance with our clients, a romance with our business. And this is what I see when we serve. When we really honor ourselves and love ourselves enough so that we can be so focused on loving our clients, wholly and completely, that's where we become successful. Your thoughts on that on
0: him? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, everybody should know already that love is the most powerful force in the universe and it's the most powerful way to actually focus your own energy. Uh-huh. So, you know, um, Absolutely. I mean my my clients' businesses is like my business. It's really their businesses are my businesses. You know, their lives are really my lives. Um it's like there's no difference. I mean it's like how can you possibly be different with the love you have for your kids or for your puppies or for your wife and then and then treat differently um your um your clients. And I really I really mean that. I mean I really do it. I mean there's no difference. You know, well, that
1: makes sense because the second card that follows what the second card is, which is see only love. Mm-hmm. And that is, let's see, it, uh, what's on this card is look past seeming errors, mistakes, and misunderstandings, which actually docktails which what you talk about with imperfect action. It, it is about taking imperfect action and seeing only the love within each person, including yourself. We have to love ourselves first before we can really love anybody else. And your resolute focus upon the love that underlies every situation brings about healing in undreamed of ways. So when we truly love the people who are around us, the people we're interacting with, and the people who, who feed us in mind, body, and spirit, that's where the magic happens. And it's everything
0: that you've been taught Talking about so kudos to you the angels agree no thank you you know I would like to add a couple of things maybe two precautions because you know the ones who, who love a lot and you also obviously uh, I mean you come always from a place of, of, of love and you have a big heart but two things I would like to lessons I learned the hard way coming always from a place of love number one it's so important to set boundaries <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you.
0: You know, so it's so important to set boundaries. And second, maybe the most challenging part of being loving with your clients and with everybody is the acceptance part. So it's not don't expect the love back from your clients all the time, right? I mean, they're not your kids, they're not your puppy, they're not your exactly right. You know, so be accepting all the time. You know, you don't have to understand everything; you just have to accept it. And live from a place of love, live in a place in which you have set boundaries, and also you accept whatever happens in that business with these business leaders.
1: And, you know, the the boundaries piece is so very, very important, because I became a um, stress resilience coach in 2001, because I burned out so badly multiple times. And what I realized was, I loved so much, I had no boundaries. I wanted to serve, 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 serve. Hey, I'm a military spouse, you know? I, it was all about serving, serving our families to a point where I didn't have boundaries. I was all about all of them and not enough for me. And I burned out very, very badly. So thank you for bringing up the boundaries because that is what burning out taught me. And it it is about serving with an understanding of when you put your boundaries up, you really, when you serve too much, you're not listening. You are not listening. It really is about listening. And when your body doesn't feel good, that's a boundary. That is about listening. The other thing, too, is about loving. It's about how much you throw yourself out there, whether it's on social media, this, that, or the other thing. It's about boundaries there, too. It's about being very cautious of what do you put out there in, in unquote, service and love, be prepared because the water, it, it may come back at you that people aren't going to accept it the way you want it to, especially in business. So it really, you, you are so spot on with that. And I thank you for bringing that up because it is important. It is important to love yourself. It's important to love others, but stay grounded, stay centered and listen.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, one thought was coming to my mind. I remember once I was, I committed to do something I wasn't prepared to do, but I took imperfect action. And it was a public thing. It was a public gig. And I did that. And then I started to receive, you know, feedback of all sorts from the audience. And it obviously what stood out for me was the negative in feedback, right? Because we tend to focus our uh, attention on that. And they were criticizing me. Oh my God, you've never done that before. You were so bad. You were so bad. It was, you know, two out of, uh, I don't know, 80 or 90. But still, you have to be prepared. So I accept these people, you know. Um, I did that out of, obviously, out of love, right? And and I would do it again because, you know, it was an experience. And I learned from that experience. But, you know, but it's, it's true. You have to set the right expectations with everybody.
1: A- a- absolutely. Now, one of the things that um, you and I have talked about in the past is the size, mindset. Now I'm going to hold this up because it complements what you wrote here. (laughs) So what about the concept of thinking small and growing and following your intuition? So if this is asking you, to you're only as big as the dream that you grow. However, we start small and take the baby steps up from intuition. What are the steps that you would have a small business owner take
0: in order to grow? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. The first thing I would do, I mean, the first thing I do all the time is to know exactly how they go to the market, how they publicize, how they say to the market what they do all the time. That's the first thing. So how they expose themselves and the value that they deliver to the market. Typically, we think small. Typically, we think that we only can do so much for a client when in reality, they do so much more. And I can tell you about, I mean, even the company that came to repair my roof recently. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a 30 people company, but they do so much more Besides what they, what they should, we're supposed to do. So the first thing, make sure that what you tell to the market is the right thing. Number two, what is limiting you from a personal perspective? What is limiting you from a personal perspective to carry on and to make next steps? Again, and those limiting beliefs are all over the place. All over the place. So we think that, oh, no, 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 we only deserve this. I don't want to grow so fast because then I will have problems with cash flow. You know, so... I go over that and then I challenge the decisions that they have made in the past.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why did you make that decision? Why did you think that you should, you had to go this, this big when you could go that big. So I understand when you when you, when you were talking now, the first thought that came to my mind was fear, was that fear, like- you know, was fear. So as far as the action is imperfect, the amount of, Really, the amount of fear, if you if you are comfortable with imperfect action, the amount of fear is actually diminished, yes. because you are, you are comfortable with imperfect, which is, yes. uh, which is very important. But you know, as far as you are comfortable with that, then you can start doing anything else, and then you are open i mean and the third thing, after talking you, know, you told me the three things, the third thing is definitely being comfortable with the uncomfortable being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So every time you feel yourself that you are in an uncomfortable zone, you are on the right path. You are on the right path. No, I shouldn't do this because of ABC. You are in the right path. You are in the right path. Someone someone is going to say, oh, my goodness, you are crazy. You are insane. How many times have you heard that people that have done crazy stuff in the world, big things – are really crazy or insane. You know, there's a certain level of insanity, but who defines insanity? Who defines insanity? I think that the best definition of insanity is doing the same things and expecting... Over. Exactly, (laughs) and expecting that that the results are going to change. For me, that's the best definition is insanity. The other definitions of insanity do not apply to my life or to my clients' (laughs) lives.
1: Well, you know, two things that came up. Fear. I tell people to drop the F, then the word ear is left. Fear is forgetting everything is all right. Drop the f and it leaves you everything is all right, so drop the f in here, go to ear, everything is all right, and listen with, with your with your uh, uh, gifts. The other piece I want to add to that is oftentimes we are so influenced by our environment, especially our educational environment. Uh, I want to say about ten years ago I was on the um, I, I was in a educational committee and Make a very long story short, I was walking out of church and I had mentioned to someone who was local and in government here about we really need to focus on getting our kids globally conscious. And The comment that was made to me was, what, our little kids in this town be globally conscious? What do we need that for? They're just little kids from this town. And I was horrified because in that moment, I realized how our, our education system is keeping our children small. It's not allowing our kids to think like you and I think. And and all I could think of was at that moment in time, we're a military family. We've lived all over the world. We have seen so much. And these people are planning on keeping their kids very tiny and very small by you know, by putting them in a box. Why do our kids need to learn anything about the global economy. I was shocked, absolutely shocked, hurt, and, and I, I was beside myself. Well, needless to say, my kids are <laughs> they're, I'm not even share, but they're all over the place doing amazing, amazing things, as you know. Um, and they're leaders. So it is about being able to think globally. Whether our kids stay in one place or whether they become global leaders, The key is to help them become leaders, to help them really go out, expand their horizons, and then come back home and raise up, okay? Instead of thinking small, you are so right about the small thinking. It drives me absolutely nuts. So we're right on the same plane with that. I would love for you to share more with our audience about your Wisdom for Kids project. Can you
0: share that with us? Because it is an amazing... just talking about kids. I have three kids. I have been extremely... I am very involved with them education. I volunteer in the school and you know uh, last year we launched um, Wisdom for Kids. So basically Wisdom for Kids is a foundation, is an international foundation uh, and uh, what we do is we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using the local resources. So basically we identify communities where there are you know kids that you know unfortunately live in poverty. Um so that you know in Latin America there are eighty-one million kids. Eighty one million kids that live in poverty. This and this is data from two thousand and sixteen. And this represents forty five percent of the entire forty five percent of the entire population. You know, if you if you look for the different different categories, it's like for instance indigenous communities they are like ninety five percent poor. So it means that the likelihood of finding a kid poor in an indigenous community is ninety-five percent, and uh, you know pe- kids living in suburban areas, for instance, we find in Latin America forty-five percent of them are, are poor, and we go there, we find those kids, we go, we speak to the community leaders, and we basically set up uh, you know uh, time a date and time in which we deliver workshops, and those workshops have li- life-changing. It's not like a whiteboard kind of. Uh, Workshop is a workshop in which uh, when I deliver them and or any other volunteer, but specifically when I do it, I have a speaker, a, a wireless speaker on my hand. And then I, pl- I play a very powerful song, very powerful song. And then everybody, all the kids start jumping and dancing with me. So I tell them, hey, please mimic exactly what I do. So I start, you know, every day is a different choreography. But then the kids are just on that level and they're having fun since minute number one. And then, you know, we, we, we tell them stories, we make them do exercises, they draw, they dance again. And the most powerful moment of the entire workshop, uh, Terry, is the meditation, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would love you to go back to that person that you just mentioned in that community of that small village. Tell, tell him this. I challenge him to any of those classrooms, any of those classrooms, Put the kids to meditate after having told them powerful affirmations about sizable dreams that they can accomplish in their lives. Just try that. You will realize this is like a miracle moment. You will realize that kids are natural, naturally meditating. That kids suddenly when they wake up, they say, wow, that was like a trip. Where did we go? I saw that. I saw this other thing. I remember that other amazing thing. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, Terry, that we were able to keep that from, I mean, we start with kids at seven of seven. Sometimes we have Mm six-year-olds. Imagine that we were able, from six-year-olds, we were able to keep all those classrooms meditating every day for 15 minutes. Oh, my God. What would that do to humanity?
1: A whole different, well... I, there's a whole scientific thing uh, around that, especially with the heart Math Institute that has a program for children. Because when kids meditate, the heart, you can measure the energy of the heart six to 10 feet away from the body in a 360 degree circumference. So each of those kids' hearts are affecting the other people's hearts. And when the teacher is meditating also, they, the teacher's congruent, the kids are congruent and the magic happens and they evolve. So wow. you are spot on from a scientific perspective
0: for that oh that's so exciting <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you I, I learned about the HeartMath Institute after we came up with the idea but it's it's wow. so powerful I asked someone in California that had very spe- special spiritual music I asked for permission to that person to use the music and he's he's thrilled uh, and that's, that it, it's a powerful music powerful affirmations And we know we're changing the kids' lives when we do that.
1: You are, are, without question. You're you're giving them, uh, you're you're engaging them coherently in every way, shape, and form. It's absolutely brilliant. So, Angel, how can um, people get in touch with you? Can you share that with us, please?
0: Absolutely. So, there's there's uh, basically the easiest way. The easiest way is to send me an email. Right. Everybody likes to send emails. Angel at Angel Rebo, R-I-B as in boy O, all together, Angel Rebo. Angel at angelrebo, R-I-B-O dot com. That's the easiest way. I can share my phone number, no problem. It's four six nine four one two six three five five. If you need help, yeah, please. it's in the U.S., so it will be like plus one or zero, zero, 001. Um, and then four six nine four one two six three five five. Four six nine four one two six three five five. Thank you. And your website? Yeah. So basically my, my own website is theceoconfidant.com. Theceoconfidant.com. Um and my foundation's website is wisdomforkids.today. Wisdomforkids.today.
1: Brilliant. Angel, thank you so very much for being here today. It is such an honor. To have you on your seventh sense, I knew you were going to be brilliant. You're we're always brilliant when we're <laughs> you. This. Some wonderful magic happens, and you know you brought so much life. And understanding wisdom to needing to use intuition in business and in life. And to my audience, thank you so very much for being here and listening to what it is we have to say. Please subscribe to Your Seven Cents down below you know, or up there. I don't know where, where, where it is on the YouTube channel, but please subscribe. Down below. <laughs> down below. Okay, I can, who knows where, where they're watching this thing? Yeah, and, uh, go to, uh, to com, and you will see a list of all of the wonderful people that we have been able to interview so far and will be interviewing in the future. To get a copy of my book, The Enchanted Boardroom, which taps into a lot of the stuff that Angel and I were talking about today, you can find it at Amazon.com. Again, thank you so very much, and we look forward to seeing you next time. To your success.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Terry. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Unlock the power in you and elevate your seven cents with our intuitive leadership training programs, masterminds, VIP days, and retreats. To learn more, visit intuitiveleadership.com.